Over 30 years of serving the Arizona homeowner. 13 years in a row ranking Arizona's best referral network. RosieOnTheHouse.com Protecting you, informing you, and educating you. It's Rosie on the House. Good morning, Arizona. Let me welcome you into every Arizona homeowner's happy place. We are here to inform, protect, and entertain you on each and every topic having to do with the maintenance, repair, or remodeling of your Arizona house, home, castle, or cabin. Don't even think about touching your house until you touch base with us at Rosie on the House. And here's how you do that this morning. Give us a call. It's a call-in talk show. We welcome your questions. Put our 48 years of Arizona building and remodeling to work for you. Dial toll-free. My wife, Sweet Jennifer, pays for the phone call. one 767 48 You're driving around? You want an easy way to remember that number? one 888 the number four, and the letter U. one rosie for you and that's what we are. We are here for you. Whether you're a newcomer to Arizona or you've been here your whole life, and no matter where you are in the state of Arizona, and no matter what job you're trying to do, chances are I've been there, and chances are I've tried it a time or two, so put my experience to work for you. We landed in beautiful Arizona in 1966. You would drive down Lincoln Boulevard, uh, Glendale Boulevard to Lincoln, and there was a big old sign there, Welcome to Phoenix, population 425,000 people. Boy, it was a nice town back then, and I have been able to see a huge growth in the wonderful city of Phoenix and the wonderful state of Arizona, and how could we not? when you see what's going on all around the rest of the country all winter long. So, Arizona homeowners, give us a ring, one 767 4348 We have brought in some special guests to help me this morning in answering your questions about remodeling. And uh, it includes uh, Mr. Bruce Stumbo. Good morning. Mr. Bruce, welcome very much. Cooperations Manager and Estimator for Rosie Wright Remodeling. Uh and Mr. Romano Klepek, Romano, production uh, uh, project designer and developer for Rosie Wright Remodeling. So we're going to put all of our experience to work uh, for the sake of Arizona homeowners. If you are a regular subscriber to our newsletter, you get it in your uh, internet mailbox every Thursday. And you'll know one of the things we're talking about today is things you should know before you hire a remodeling contractor. There seems to be a a pretty good surge in people still wanting to make improvements in their homes. And we've been doing this show for 35 years. And I can tell you in those 35 years, at the office during the week, half of my staff is involved half of their time with this phone call. Well, Rosie... We've got a problem. We hired a contractor. No, he's not one of your contractors. Well, folks, there's nothing I can do about that. Not one thing. And there, there are proper steps you can take to remodeling. And I just wanted to visit through those steps 
that we have learned are consistently reliable for a successful remodeling project. And I can tell you, Arizona homeowners, for every hour you spend researching your contractor, it has the potential of saving you weeks of solving and digging out of a bad decision. Weeks. Weeks. So spend a couple hours now, save yourself a couple weeks of real misery. So, Mr. Bruce, you've been with us now. I, I always forget because you joined uh, us right about the time I went into ICU. Yeah, and about you, four. You tell me how long you've been here, and I don't believe it. <laughs> Almost four and a half years right around there, so. And and what what have you seen? What would you like homeowners to know first and foremost and what you've seen in those four years? Yeah, like you said, we we get a decent amount of phone calls of uh, just what you said. You know, I gave so-and-so, you know, X amount of dollars and they started and he disappeared. And I'm talking to the ROC and, you know, there's – it's hard to fix that and unfortunately – you know, a lot of times people are doing it because they think they're going to save some money. And in the end, they're paying to do something twice. Um, and oftentimes what it takes to undo what somebody did on properly is, you know, it, you're just throwing good money at bad. So um, so that's one of the, uh, you know, make sure, A, they're a licensed contractor. B, like you always preach, you know, look into them. Um, you know, in the in the blog article, there's a link to to an article that y'all have had up for a while of nine questions you should ask a remodeler. Um, everybody should take a look at that. Um, and you're, you know, someone you're talking to for a project, they shouldn't have any problem answering questions for you. So, um, you know, you're you're developing a relationship right from the beginning, and um, it's just it's important to get to know each other and and you know find out if they're for real. My heart broke in the last couple of weeks with a caller uh, who had a contractor walk out on her, and she took it to the registrar of contractors, and she's currently uh, in the recovery fund process. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, it would help me a lot to help you um, if I could see the contract you all had. And gosh, it's a handwritten note mm-hmm. on an eight-and-a-half by 11 piece of school paper. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that, I thought, oh, break my heart. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. No yeah. details of what's going to be done. No schedule of when it's going to get done. Just, I do this, you pay me that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, I mean, technically it's a contract, but what is it a contract for? Yeah. You know, that's, yeah, that's that's too bad. Um, You know, one of uh, some of the other stuff that we talk about, you know, we talk about the ROC, um, and I think a lot of people come from other states to realize this, but that the Registrar of Contractors is not really a normal thing across the country from what I've found. You no, know, no, it's unique. There's a lot of states where you don't have to have any experience. Any, You just throw up your shingle and, you know, I'm a builder and off you go. Um, there is the protection here you know, that, that homeowners have of, it's a resource, look it up, make sure someone's licensed. You can see right on there whether they're bonded. And, you know, it, it's a, it's a really easy way to it. just that first bit of information. If you start there, you can kind of build, build your picture. 
to to do business in Arizona, installing product at your home, servicing products at your home, you must be a licensed contractor. To get a license, you have to have a qualifying party for that license. That qualifying party has to pass written tests and background checks on their experience level. Then the registrar asks that qualifying party to post a bond and also contribute to a recovery fund should so it's basically the good contractors covering for the bad contractors but it's what we've decided to do in the state of arizona there's a couple reasons why licensing is so important we've got callers beginning to stack up here let's take sue in cave creek and see how we can help her out miss sue good morning Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. As I explained to Sweet Jennifer, as I explained to Sweet Jennifer, we are new in this house. It's about 16 years old, and because I come from the snow belt back in New York, we have no experience with skylights. <laughs> so because we have very little sun and very little, you know. But anyway, in my bathroom, I've noticed over the past two months or so that every once in a while, I will be walking through. And I'll find a piece of a jagged plexiglass mm. just laying on the floor. Uh-huh. So it's my assumption it's my assumption that that must be the interior frame of the skylight. So my question: We don't have any leaks. Thank Good. you for that. Good. But my question is: Is this something simple enough that I can send my husband up a ladder to check and possibly caulk, or do I have to call someone else to come in to do the job? Well, from from my experience, more than likely, if you're finding plexiglass, you have the dome, you know, plastic, plexiglass, acrylic skylight. Um, it, they are two layers, um, but with, like many things in Arizona, the sun are their enemy, and they just get brittle over time. Um, so that can be replaced there's actually some excellent products out there it's um and going back to the caulking thing it is probably not just going to be fixed with some caulking it probably needs to be replaced but if that's a curb mounted skylight um what's your roof what's your roof that's a good question sue what kind of roof do you have uh s-tiles i believe they're called okay so concrete tile Unless your husband's experience walking on that, I would highly suggest he does not. You can break them easily and slip easily if you don't know what Especially you're doing. Especially on a morning like this yeah, morning. Yeah, you, you would have to do that late <laughs> in the afternoon. So I would not recommend – I'd recommend um, – uh, actually, they could probably give you some recommendations. But there are some excellent dual-pane glass replacements for those that go on a curb mount that are not – they're not very expensive. Um, you know, they're more than the plexiglass ones. They're going to last you longer. They're more aesthetically pleasing. Um, and they're, it's not a long process typically. Sue, you're, it sounds like you're a little bit new to Arizona, so you may not know the whole story. My co-host here is my son, Romy. And uh, Romy, what are you, 44? What are you, 44 One. years old? Correct? Okay. 41. The day, 41, the day Romy was born, I was installing a skylight and my pager went off that Jennifer was in labor. The man I was installing that skylight with is a man by the name of Chip Marvin. And he owns a company called Freelight Skylight Company in Phoenix. He's been in business for 41 years. If I were you, I would call Freelight, let them know what you've got, and have them come out. And, and is that the only skylight in the house? We have one more that's in the kitchen, and no issues there. I haven't seen anything falling from there. But we did have solar panels put up about 
15 months ago. Okay. And the solar panels are on the same side as this bathroom. Okay. So I'm guessing that it could very well have been the installers that, I don't know, nicked the window and maybe cracked it. I don't know. Well, if the outside dome were cracked, it'd probably be leaking. So I would give Freelight a call. I'd get them out at the house. And as long as they're there, you've got it isn't going to cost you a dime to have them check the other skylight as well. So Freelight Skylight Company, Ms. Sue, welcome to Arizona, uh, living in beautiful Cave Creek, Arizona. With that, we're going to take a short break and be right back with the men from Rosie Wright Remodeling, answering your questions about your home or remodeling project right here at Rosie on the House. Contractor should be on top of things. I'm on top of it, is his response. But he's also on top of 14 jobs at once. Sing the remodeling song. Sing the remodeling song. Welcome back to Rosie on the House, where we're here to answer any question you might have about your house, home, castle, or cabin. We've got Harold on hold. Harold, I'm going to ask you just to wait one minute while I, we bring in Romano Klepek, project developer for Rosie Wright Remodeling. And we want to talk a little bit about that First meeting, what should a homeowner expect? What questions should he have queued up? Thanks, Rosie, for having me on the show. You betcha, uh, sir. Uh, like Sue, I've been here uh, for a couple months now and got to experience uh, some of Arizona's finest. And, um, you know, uh, I came from a big remodeling company in Ohio, and uh, I was in sales uh, for a while. And the the thing after being married for 29 years and looking back at the the whole dating scene you know it's it's kind of like dating you know uh where you know typically the homeowner asks for the first date uh for you to come over and check out their home and whatever project it is you know the the thing that i encourage homeowners to did look you, did you show up late to your first date with juliet Probably. <laughs> she would say yes, for sure. And um, Did you bring flowers at least? Well, the thing about, you know, when, when the homeowner opens the door, it's like the date, you know, am I all put together? You know, is my hair combed and do I have a smile? And, oh, what kind of vehicle are they driving? Oh, oh, oh my gosh, that's a piece of junk or whatever. You know, that... Or the, it's un, unkept. Yeah. Uh, 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 Burger King lunch bags from three weeks stacked right. up on the dashboard. Right. Can't it even see out the windshield. a lot about who you're going to possibly have a, a business relationship with, you know, and, and um, it, it's just so important that, you know, the, the, once you start talking to the homeowner and the homeowner's talking to you is, is who's talking the most you know, are they talking about themselves a lot? And, you know, I've, I've met with other contractors myself as a homeowner, and, and it's like, um, when are you going to ask me some questions? <laughs> you know, it's, it's no different. And um, so – and the other important thing is making sure that both the spouses are there together. You know, this is a team effort, you know – uh, how is their financial relationship? Are they communicating a lot um, about what they both want? Um, and usually both wants more things than the other. Um, and that usually falls back into the financial uh, question. So it's it's important that 
you you establish a relationship that be, starts to build trust. And if that's happening, then that's a contractor you'd want to choose. I've never met a man that hesitated spending twenty or thirty thousand dollars for a sound around stereo system in his <laughs> in his man cave. I've never met a woman that wouldn't spend twenty or thirty thousand on a beautiful backsplash. But when I got to tell them they got to spend twenty thousand dollars upgrade their service entrance panel. Uh, they, they, well, we can't show that to yeah. anybody. It doesn't no, work. That's not but, the pretty stuff. No, let's see if we can take Harold real quick. Call him from Peoria. Good morning, Harold. If you'd like to join the conversation, hey, good morning. We have an open line. Give us a ring. Okay, Harold, your turn. Uh, well, I'm hoping that uh, you can help me solve a problem. That I've got a walkout balcony that it's time to uh, get resurfaced, but uh, every time it rains, I get uh, puddles uh, on the balcony. It needs to be re-leveled uh, in order to get the water to run off uh, correctly. I'm tired of squeegeeing the water off every time it rains. <laughs> How old is the house? Uh, oh, it's uh, 35 years old. Ooh. Mm. A ver- oh, a ver- and by the way, I've been in uh, I've been in Phoenix longer than you have. So good, good. You since '61. You you've seen it grow. Where did you come from? Well, I grew up here. Okay, all right. Uh, well, your house, being the age it is, is probably one of the first walkout balconies we were ever building in Arizona. Uh, and there are going to be particular concerns we're going to want to address. Now, all of the issues we want to address are going to take longer than I have to answer right now. So, Harold, I'd like you either just to hang up and stay tuned. We're going to have to break for bottom of the hour news here in just a few seconds. We'll come back with the dilemma of puddling water on walkout decks. It's not unusual at all. How many have we looked at in the last two months, Bruce? Oh, God, we were just at one on Friday. And and then uh, it was about three weeks ago we mm-hmm. were at the other one. Yep. And one was Flagstone and one was Satia. Yep. And uh, walkout decks do have some very peculiar construction details that must be done to ensure you can enjoy them as a walkout deck, not as a swimming pool. Not, yeah, not, <laughs> not as a rain sieve to the inside downstairs. So, Harold, we'll talk through step one, two, three of things you might need to think about doing before you take to, to really take care of this problem once and for all and forever. Okay, Harold, your answer right after we finish this short bottom of the hour station break at Rosie on the house. Our electrician Mac rarely shows up And who knows when he'll be back Put his picture on a milk carton Have you seen Mac? Sing the remodeling song Sing the remodeling song Well, we're here to try and help you avoid that kind of situation Uh, I'm going to turn the mic over to Bruce Stumbo Uh from Rosie Wright Remodeling, to finish answering before the break, Harold called from Peoria with a walkout deck that puddles water. Uh, Bruce, take it. Step one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, so uh, I don't know if it's always been that way. Um, You know, something theoretically has happened just with settling. And, I mean, if it's 35 years old, that, that framing's moved a little bit. The deck's moved a little bit, maybe even gotten some water in it. Um 
you know, a lot of times what that is going to require is actually some reframing. So whatever that balcony um, coating is, it's probably going to need to be taken off. Um, and then the deck um, or the subfloor is going to need to be inspected um, and probably going to need to come off because they're probably going to need to get to that that framing underneath there. Um, and then re basically you need to re-slope that um, you know, either through series of shims on top of the old joists as long as they're in good shape, and then you redeck it, and then you use a proper balcony coating, um, which uh, I know of at least a couple Rosie certified roofers that do that and use the appropriate materials. Um, but you've got to get that water off, and if it's 35 years old, depending on what the railing or the parapet wall system is, um, if it's just wood slats um then it'll just drain out underneath the bottom there if it's stucco there's a very good chance that was never flashed properly um where the flashing that's keeping the water out on top of everything and from getting underneath is either right on the deck which is allowing water to seep up through that and get down into it um, or it's been completely covered, or it doesn't exist. So if you have a stucco parapet wall system, which is very common here in Arizona, um, a lot of times what we need to do is cut up about halfway up that stucco wall, get a proper flashing installed, and then get that waterproofing membrane for the deck installed back behind. A lot of people don't like that because they don't want to look at that flashing detail about halfway up the inside of their balcony. But it's really the the best way to do that. It's code now. Mm -hmm. It wasn't when Harold's home was built, no. and it's what we generally find. All right. Thank you for answering that. Yeah. Very well. We're here with the crew from Rosie Wright Remodeling. Uh, Romano, let's go back. You were talking a little bit about that first meeting with contractors and what homeowners uh, might expect, what they should be looking for. How does that meeting – how does that first meeting end, and what happens next? Well – it's 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 hard to uh, get all the information, but we do the best that we can to ask as many critical questions as we can. Uh, so uh, typically what we would do is gather that information, go back to the office. And, you know, one of the great things about uh, working for Rosie Wright Remodeling is – you know, we are a true design-build company. We have designers, we have developers, our production staff, and we all communicate together on a project. Um, it's not just one person. So we get all kinds of angles on a project. Uh, you know, Bruce does a great job with estimating and, and asking questions about the project once I develop the design. And typically, we'd like to go back uh, to our second meeting and really give them a better picture of what to expect. Uh, from a design standpoint, uh, after talking with our team, we can come up with some suggestions and options. Um, but we haven't really started designing yet. Um, but it, it really helps to go back, talk with each other. Again, communication is key. And uh, so that we can uh, come back to the homeowner on that second meeting and say, okay, this is what your financial expectation range will probably be. 
Um, here are some options, and then we typically would move into a retainer type of uh, contract and so that we can get paid to do a design and a very detailed estimate and scope of work. One of the warnings I'd like to post to all you Arizona homeowners is generally speaking, when you make that first phone call, invariably the first question you're going to be asked on the phone, even before someone comes out to meet you, or the very first or second question they ask you when they show up at the first appointment is what's your budget? Arizona homeowners should never, ever answer that question. Never. And if the contractor's asking it, little red sirens should be going off inside your head. The right way to address that is when you're asked that question, you bounce back to the contractor and say, I have no idea. Why don't I tell you what I'm thinking about doing, and then you tell me how many people you've done that kind of work for in my neighborhood and what was their investment level? I promise you, if you're not in the business every single day, you have no idea what the project is probably going to cost. You have a wish. <laughs> you have a hope. Uh, and and, and it's, 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 it's a bit naive. Uh, because I'm in the business every day, and I'm surprised weekly on uh, where prices are going. But it's the reality of the situation. So if you're asked, what's your budget? Never, ever answer that question. Explain the project you'd like done. Ask that contractor, in his experience or her experience, how much have prior clients paid for something like that. Give me a range. Give me an idea. At that point, you don't have a lot of specifications. Romano hasn't finished the design. We haven't finished selecting the backsplash, the countertop, the appliances, the light fixtures, and uh, flooring and cabinets and all of that. But you can get a range. We're going to talk next hour about a national report called Cost First Value. I thought we should address next hour just because people are so surprised at where costs are going. And it isn't just at our company. It isn't just in Phoenix. It's nationally. So, okay. So we've talked through step one. If someone wanted to get old Rosie Wright remodeling, Bruce, how would they do it? We have a few ways. Uh, we, of course, have a good old phone number, uh, which is 480-248-8699. Um, we also have a website, uh, rosywright.com, um, and I would encourage people to uh, keep an eye on that. We're actually in the midst of doing a complete redesign, so we'll have a new fresh website up um, with just a lot more information on it. Um, we're, uh, we're really excited about it. It's, it's really going to be nice. And then a couple other, a lot of social media out there these days. Um, you can follow us and kind of see some fun things and see pictures of projects and see what's going on right now. Um, Instagram's a good place if you look up Rosie Wright Design Build Remodel. We've got Facebook pages. We've got LinkedIn in case you're looking for more professional type um, or even potentially, you know, interested in talking to us about job positions, that sort of thing. So we got a, we have a lot of stuff out there these days, but you can get a hold of us kind of through any of those, those different mediums. Romano, when is it fair for a homeowner to expect to have to pay for some level of services? Or, or, um, 
we don't give free detailed estimates. They, yeah. they, they're, they're, they're too involved. Right. We can give you a ballpark range. That's right. But, uh, well, once uh, we have a kind of a verbal agreement on, you know, kind of a budget range based on what you just talked about, Rosie, is, you know, uh, this is what a, a kitchen typically would cost. Uh, then we get a percentage uh, to put together a more detailed design. Uh, I develop uh, as-built drawings where I go out, uh, where Bruce and I will c- come out to your home and, and measure all the in details of, of your home, and then I come back and, and draw the as-builts before we even start designing uh, because we really want to know everything there is about your house because that's the foundation of your design. Uh, hold right there. Yep. Bruce, just talk about fire sprinklers. Oh. <laughs> just just when you're we're getting to know everything about your house, talk about what fire sprinklers have done to us in the last 10 years. Yeah. So, um, you know, there are different cities that require uh, fire sprinkler systems in residential. Scottsdale um, – to my knowledge, was kind of the pioneer of that, started that all the way back in the 80s, um, and it has moved on to some other municipalities as well. Um, So, you know, overlooking a detail like a fire sprinkler system and the requirements there um, could really cause you some problems, Um, you know, and, and we haven't had a chance much to talk about it, but, you know, there one of the things when we talk about researching the contractors, a lot of times we go into a project and find things that usually, unfortunately for the current homeowner, a previous homeowner did wrong. They hired somebody working out of the back of the pickup truck for some major project. Or hired nobody. Or and nobody. Did it themselves, and did it themselves. Without even calling yeah. the city. So one fire sprinkler example of why it is so important to – to have a knowledge base of what's required is we have a couple of clients, um, wonderful people in Scottsdale, and their house has just been a never-ending surprise. And they have a two roughly 2,000-square-foot steel garage in their backyard that turned out, once we tried to do a different project, they had no permit ever pulled. Nothing was up to code. The city of Scottsdale came out and said, well, you got to get a permit for that, which turned into – you need fire sprinklers in it. You've got to update the electrical. We had to get engineering on it because it had never been done. So, um, you know, just fire sprinklers by themselves, not something that your average person is going to have any knowledge over other than, yeah, I got them in the ceiling. So, And, and if somebody wanted to reach Rosie Wright. Give us a call, 480-248-8699 or check us out at rosywright.com. Our remodeling's moving so slowly, as I just said to my spouse. Though things may seem tough, let's hope we live long enough to finish remodeling our house. Sing the remodeling song. I've never heard that song. (laughs) You you mentioned before we started that Gary had found something interesting. Something special. Yeah, that's new. Dig that one out of the archives (laughs) from wherever it comes from. Uh, Romano, we were talking about the design process. Yeah, so uh, our first uh, appointment consultation is free. You know, uh, we come out. It's really our introduction to each other. Um, And like I said, uh, we'll go back and – discuss with our teams and and Bruce and I'll talk about uh, costs 
And then uh, once we establish the retainer, we'll go back and measure your house, take uh, hundreds of pictures, mechanical, electrical, not just the pretty pictures. Uh, and then t- I take that information back and produce uh, what we call an as-built drawing, which is basically all your existing conditions. And then I'll work with our in-house designers and we'll put together at least two options uh, based on your budget. Uh, we'll work with Bruce on putting together an estimate and we have this overall budget and then we break everything down to individual selection allowances so that we put numbers to countertops, to cabinets, to light fixtures, to flooring, uh, so that all so the homeowner really sees how it all breaks down under one big uh, financial budget. Um, and then I uh, have uh, the talent to produce some 3D, you know, 3D drawings and renderings because not many people can uh, read plans. Uh, so that helps them understand what we're trying to convey in the design. Um, and that's really the first big part of the, the project. Yeah, and I would just say, you know, if you're out there and you're uh, considering a remodel, um, you know, we haven't gone into we kitchens, bathrooms, additions, um, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, particularly Scottsdale, Paradise Valley, North Phoenix. Um, but feel free to give us a call from anywhere. We're always willing to give you know give you a call. Uh, we don't have anyone in the office over the weekend, but if you call us at four eight zero two four eight eighty six and ninety nine. We'd be uh, happy to call you back when we get back into the offices and just talk through, kind of give a you know that that consultation. Um, there's no there's no charge for that. It's just if we get into working on your working on a design, then we go from there. We we really are just a still a small remodeling company, so most of the staff is here in studio today. <laughs> so, uh, but if you'll leave a message, uh, we will get back to you first thing. Monday morning. Now, listen, if you're not in the areas that Bruce just mentioned, we've taken the time to get to know other remodelers throughout the valley that work and operate consistently enough to meet our standard that we can help you no matter what you want to do. We're here primarily to protect you. So you never have to you never have to discover what the register of contractors recovery process really is it it's it's as smooth as it can be but it's grueling it takes time and in all that time you're left with an undone project because it can't proceed until that process is fully vetted and fully completed bob i see you've called with a question about bathroom remodeling surfaces let's see if we can squeeze you in really quick go ahead bob Awesome, awesome, Rosie. Thank you. I'm looking to redo, uh, make a walk-in shower, and I'm debating on the marble inlays or going with tile. Give me your opinion. Uh, okay. Bruce Stumbo. Yeah, marble is beautiful, but we do not recommend it in a wet area like that unless you are willing to seal and maintain that thing very regularly. Marble's a very porous stone, relatively soft. Um, and they do deteriorate over time in a wet environment like that. So if it were my shower in my home, I'd find a really nice-looking 
ceramic or porcelain tile. Now, if he wanted a slab material, where would you direct him? So if you wanted a nice big slab, which is beautiful, uh, hold on to your pocketbook, <laughs> but uh, a quartz slab um, and places, uh, you know, like uh, Aztec. Um, and if you just wanted to go look at the material, places like Arizona Tile, um, a lot of places like that have quartz slabs on, on display. Like I said, <laughs> hang on to your pocketbook. Putting, putting those slabs vertically is, is not inexpensive, but it is beautiful. One of the things we talk about a lot are, is this kind of a project. And people ask us, we had a call recently that had a similar project, and they asked, do you think this could be completed for about $5,000? Mm-hmm. And um, – Bruce, I, you know, I, I, I told you now that's their expectation. Mm-hmm. How do we address it? You've got 15 seconds. Yeah. So, um, and it's very understandable. And let, like Rosie said, some uh, I stare at estimates all day, and I'm still surprised here and there. So, um, you're not even covering the cost of materials. So you're looking about twenty thousand dollars just to do a shower. Yeah. So to have it professionally done mm-hmm. by a licensed bonded insured contractor with new fixtures, new waterproofing, new uh, contemporary modern uh, materials. Mm-hmm. It's tough mm-hmm. to redo a shower for 20. Mm-hmm. So, what does that mean for a whole bathroom? We'll talk about <laughs> that in the next hour.